Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. You would think by this time I wouldn't be nervous to start a podcast, but every time I come on or press the record button, I'm like, one, did I really miss record? Am I really ready? What's going on in my brain? And today, um, my computer decided it wanted to upgrade. Mm -hmm. And if you have a Macintosh computer or a Mac, you know sometimes those upgrades can take a long time. Upgrades are fine only if it's on a day when you don't have things to do. Not on days when you have to record a podcast where you need your computer to record. But I don't think my Mac really cares about that. It just wants to be upgraded. And as I'm thinking about it, when you think about the triathlon world, there is at a time where you have to get upgraded. At some point in the game, you want to be upgraded. Well, as you know, we started talking about clubs, teams, communities. I want to present to you different types and different ways that you can be a part of the triathlon community, but also different levels of teams, clubs, relays, all that good stuff. And today I have with me a coached team. Now it's a little bit different than say a community team or a club, because in this sense, you are actually coached. There's different ways that you can be coached. You can be coached via just having a training plan, or you can have dedicated coaching or um, group coaching. So there's multiple ways. This team is called the No Limit Endurance Team, and they are led by the Maria Simone, also known as the Dot. You guys know Maria because she's a part of the Try Beginners Luck team. And I had to bring them up because I get the privilege of seeing them in action. I'm like a fly on the wall. And it's really cool to see and witness. And at races, they just show up like no other. So today I have with me three team members that will come talk about their experience, but also share how it is for them being on Team No Limits and the importance of being in community with No Limits and others. So I get to bring to you today, Miss Lisa Mott, Raymond Ray Moran, and Jill Bacaras Pescator. All right. I feel like I said those names right, but welcome to the Try Beginners Luck Team. Well, well guess yeah, Try Beginners Luck Team. Welcome to Try Beginners Luck. How's everybody doing? Doing well, Good. thank you. Yes, very good. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Well, I want to start with you, Raymond, because you're the gentleman of the hour. And I have seen you out on the race course plenty of times, not just racing, but also cheering and being like the head Sherpa for some people at times. And so I want to start with you, your story, because I feel like you have a very unique story because you are still out here crushing major goals. 
So will you start by sharing a little bit about who you are and how you got started in the wonderful sport of triathlon? I'd be happy to. And, and thank you for having us. And I love the fact that you started this with talking about upgrades, because I really think belonging to a supportive team environment really is an upgrade over what we experience as individual athletes. And I'm sure we'll come back to that theme. But my story basically started uh, with running. I was sort of a casual runner, never really a serious runner. And I did a few marathons, did New York City a couple of times and enjoyed it. But I was looking for a new challenge at that time, like many of us. And in 2017, I thought I would try triathlons, not really knowing basic things like how to swim, yeah, how to go through a transition, what is indeed involved in a triathlon. So I muddled my way, actually finished, usually at the very back of the pack of my age group every time. And, and by the way, I'm a fairly senior uh, age group racer, shall we say generously. You could call me a grandmaster. I'm well up into my AARP uh, category, uh, but I, I love racing at that level. And after my first year of doing triathlons, I decided I wanted to try um, getting coached to actually learn a bit more about this sport. And I started out uh, with a different uh, uh, coach at first. And that was okay. Learn some more. But along the way, I happened to run into the No Limits team, and I joined them uh, basically in 2019 when I first uh, decided that I was going to do my first Ironman triathlon. And the reason I got inspired by that was actually having met uh, the individual known as the Iron Nun at the time, um, <laughs> quite an amazing lady, well up into her 80s, still actively racing in Ironman triathlons. And I met her at a book signing. And I literally was standing in line, just wanted to say hello, because I'm so impressed by her, and just started talking a little bit. And she looked straight at me and said, literally, you know, young man, I sense you want to try an Ironman. And you know what? I peaked at your age. I'm guessing you're 63. She's talking to me. She was exactly right. I was. And literally at that moment, it just became, I have to do this. So I, I promptly just signed up for the Ironman and realized, oh, what have I done? I better find a coach to get me through this. Signed up with no limits and took it from there. And I did finish that Ironman that was in Maryland uh, and went on to try other sports. And um, uh, since then, a ton of marathons. I love to do my marathons these days. In fact, I'm chasing the world marathon majors, and we'll talk more about that. But you know, along the way, I have learned being part of a team is incredibly different than doing this on your own. It's for the, uh, the support you get, the coaching, of course, but it's really the camaraderie and the social interaction. You have people cheering for you, supporting you. I ran a 10-kilometer race uh, a week ago Sunday where Jill was on the rooftop of a condo of all things, yelling at me to do well and go faster and cheering the entire time. And you find these experiences all over the world. I raced the Tokyo Marathon with a teammate. I had three teammates in the Berlin Marathon last month. Um, I travel around the world quite a bit and my teammates are always there with me. And I just love that as having a group to share the entire experience with. So I'm sure we'll talk more about this because we have other stories that need to be told about our fellow athletes. So I'll just stop right there. I know I'm surprised I didn't see Jill like wrap it up. No, I'm just kidding. Ray, you did great. I just wanted to, we were having some 
pre-fun jokes beforehand, but Ray, that's a really um, interesting story because Sister Madonna is, I can see her doing that. She's very direct, very blunt and tell it like it is. And she was telling it exactly like it is with telling you that you would do an Iron Man race. So kudos to Sister Madonna just coming up to you, checking out your age and saying, you got this because it was the push that you needed. Um, all right. Yes. Who wants? Yeah. Uh, who wants to be next? I'll pick. Let's see. We'll go with Lisa. Hello, everyone. Uh, so my story is interesting, I guess. Uh, I come from a uh, powerlifting background. I was a competitive powerlifter. I was a competitive uh, Olympic lifter. I created my own um, uh, club just for women. And um, I never liked doing anything endurance. And Maria Simone is was actually a client of mine. I do massage therapy. And she would always be telling me about her adventures and all the fun stuff she was doing. And she said, you should do it. And I was like, no, never for me. Um, then I'm in CrossFit and the CrossFit community uh, was big into doing triathlons. And there was like, you should, you should sign up. And I was like, sure, sign me up. Um, and then I realized I didn't know how to swim like Ray. And uh, so I asked Maria uh, if she could uh, coach me, teach me how to swim. And I couldn't even make one lap of the pool. Uh, and I hated it. I have a uh, an unnatural fear of the water. So I did not even want to put my head underneath. And she gave me a plan. She encouraged me. And I didn't realize uh, she, she helps new women get into triathlon. So she was so supportive and so wonderful and amazing. And I didn't realize it at the time because I was too scared and paranoid. And then I went to watch a race and they were set up there and they just welcome you in. I did not feel like I should even be standing next to them. They're so amazing. And uh, I was not, uh, but I did my first one. Uh, I came in third to last and I was like, but I was so happy that I overcame my fears and it, it does something to you when you can conquer something. Uh, however, relative it is diff in difficulty, but, um, and I was like, good, I never have to do this again. But of course, all of the teams like, well, you should come ride with us or you should come swim with us. And they just keep pulling you in and they suck you in and they make you sign up for things. And then you have such a wonderful, amazing time. Um, so yeah, they sucked me in. You know what? That's a good team. That's mm -hmm. the peer, the good kind of peer pressure, the good kind of, um, team effort that needs to happen to get you to keep going and keep going and keep trying and keep trying. And they're just so much fun and they're so encouraging and it doesn't matter. I literally sucked so bad and they never made me feel like I wasn't one of them. And I'll, I'll always remember that and I'll always be grateful for them. Yeah, I that's a, a good appreciation because a lot of people who feel like they don't, they're not a part of the fast crew, don't always feel welcomed. And that's a good thing that you did feel welcome. And shout out to Maria, who, you know, definitely believes in supporting women no matter what it is. And so that's just a true, you know, the true spirit and embodiment of who she is. So kudos to you, Lisa, for, you know, you. learning how to Thank swim you. from zero. Cause I am now a really awesome swimmer. 
So Hashtag, I thank, that's right. I thank everybody for that. And it's, it's my greatest joy now to, to go where I could not even step in past my ankles to now like, yes, I'm the relay swim leg. Yeah. Come on, relay swim leg. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that um, the No Limits team is not very good at accepting no. So you had no choice. Hmm. Okay. You know, no. they are very persuasive. <laughs> very persuasive. And then Ray, like he makes it sound so wonderful and amazing. He's there cheering you on and four o'clock in the morning, he's got me bundled up in blankets before my start. He's just, they were just all amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful for this team. Love, love it. All right. There's only one left. Miss Jill, tell us your story. Okay. So um, it's, I was, it's, I was in sports when I was in, in high school. Um, running was my punishment. It was that kind of kind of thing. I played field hockey and and I was not good in track. So there was no way I was going to run. And um, so it was like in my late 30s was the first time I actually learned how to sign up for a 5K and put a bib on. And I always thought like I was a gym rat. So I was I, I did that kind of stuff. So it was kind of the whole phenomenon felt very intimidating to me. And this was like a local like 5K or five miler kind of thing. Um, so I actually came into triathlon through running. I started running because um, my husband was a, a runner. I watched him do the Broad Street run. And, and I'm looking at people running a 10 miler and going, hey, they kind of look like me. So the whole thing about, you know, when we talk about like finding identity with, with a group, like when you see people that you're like, oh, wait, they can do that. I can do that. So, you know, the slippery slope, you go from 5K to 10K to 10 miles to let's do a half marathon. Um, and just a little, so I actually, I'm a, I'm a teacher too. And, and I ended up, I got sick from something that happened at school and I ended up in the hospital. Um, and I was in a trauma unit and it was the week end after I had run my first half marathon. So my parents were convinced it was the half marathon that made me sick. And the doctor said, oh, no, no, because she's in such good shape, she's been able to fight off that infection. And it took me a long time to get back to running. But I at that point, I said, I want to run a marathon. You know, I cheated the Grim Reaper. So I was going to keep trying to outpace him. And I actually so I did my first marathon almost a year later and I was hooked because I never in a million years thought I would ever be able to run six miles 10 miles and certainly not 26.2 um, and and I thought what was really great about that is it was something that I could do when I was I'm like wow I'm in my 40s and I'm doing things that I never imagined that I would do um, I was fortunate enough to uh, um, to to run the Boston Marathon um, a few times and and like loved that. I was also there in 2013, so the sense of community um, post bombing was like it was palpable. It was like just and and that community itself. I feel like that running community and kind of it, it and it bleeds over to what we're talking about about community and triathlon. Um, and then just kind of 
quickly what I, I pulled a calf muscle. So I started swimming very poorly and my son worked in a bike shop. So, you know, when you swim poorly and you're injured in running, you should probably buy your first bike and then sign up for a triathlon. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how that, how that, that happened. I realized when I did my first triathlon, it was a sprint. Um, I really wanted to do the running part because that's where I was going to be strongest. I got 200 yards out for a 400 yard swim. I panicked. I tread water. And then I looked and I went, okay, so if you want to run, you're going to have to swim that way because trying to get out is going to take you just as long. I realized that I was going to need some help if I was going to be able to do this um, sport. So I signed up for an Olympic and through the world of Twitter, um, that's how I met Maria. And um, really like she, she was so helpful. And, and this was even before um, I, I started being coach and, and I can never do like half of anything. So I joined a local, our local triathlon group. I live in Philadelphia and um, there were two guys that took us on a ride and did no drop rides. And it was, I was like, okay, I can be part of this and I can do this. Um, and then I really did. So, so, so Maria then coached me for my first 70.3. And um, when the year I turned 50, I was fortunate enough to have qualified for Boston for that year. So I was just going to get it all done at 50. So I, I did Boston in the spring and I did my first Ironman in Louisville um, in the fall and then Atlantic city. And that I got a nickname of the rainmaker because every race I did in 2018, it rained sideways. Um, and I just, I think I keep coming back for more I've been injured and, and, and then working my way back. Um, and the one thing about, I will say about no limits, that's much different even than um, for some of the, the, some of the tribe groups and the experiences are, are different and it's a non-coach group, but especially when you start to get older and, and then the, the group, a lot of them are younger it becomes more competitive within the group as opposed to perhaps supportive. And I felt like I found my people in, in no limits. I mean, I love these people. They're my family and they are supportive. And it's, and like Ray said, it's about, it's about, it's about cheering. It's about, I mean, we now have like the best cheer squad for, for Ironman Lake Placid. I mean, it's just, it, and, and it's, it's that it makes you feel, it makes you feel good and it supports you to be able to, to do things that you never thought you could do, but also everybody's best is different. And, and, and we all have a different capacity for how much we can train. So because of like, and, and I think the part about being welcomed and everybody has has a part and is supportive and I think you kind of get the whole it seems to be the common thread here that I do feel we are we are um you know the common thread is that we're coached or or there's people that are part of part of the group that are part of the team but not like one-on-one -on -one coach but it's so much 
more than that. And, and I, I just intend to do this for a very long time. Um, and because I would also miss everyone desperately if I didn't. Well, I'm sure. So I think that's, I, I. Um, oh, Jill, we should have done the little Sandman thing for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, everyone. I'm kidding. Oh yeah, the wrap it up. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm used to that. I teach no. and the students are like, come on. <laughs> no, no, it's good. You know, I heard so many different things in the story that I was just like, oh, the power of, I guess it's formally, it's ex formerly known as Twitter. Now, you know, the power that social media does have to bring together a team or to bring you to where you're supposed to be. I'm glad that you found your tribe because it really does matter being with a group of people who would cheer you on and not necessarily competitive. I mean, of course you are in competition with people when you are in the actual events, but in ter terms of internally, it shouldn't be that way. But to your point, it is in some cases, but I'm glad that you found a place that's super supportive and, you know, you make it rain on the rain course. So I may, I want to make sure that I don't race where you are, because I don't want it to rain because we don't make it rain. We go make it rain. Okay. okay. I think I broke my, I broke my streak a bit. So we've, I've had, I have, we had really good weather for Lake Placid last year. So I, I think we're good. Well, let's I just ask, <laughs> are you racing Lake Placid in 24 for the anniversary? Yes. All right. Well, for those of you who are racing Lake Placid, um, you know, good luck. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but seriously, good luck. <laughs> because we want you to have a good time at this, the 25th anniversary of Lake Placid. So it's going to be wild. And yes, you guys have like a whole corner on Lake Placid. I experienced that in, what was it? Last year, I went to Lake Placid to just cheer on some friends. And it was just like, oh, oh, this place is magical. And it can almost have you signing up for things that you don't really want to do because it's just that magical there. And swimming in Mira Lake is absolutely a dream come true. Like it's really a beautiful, beautiful place. But let's talk more about sport, right? Um, I've heard so many amazing stories. And I think what I'm most impressed about is that you guys are still conquering goals. Tell me, because this particular team is a coach team. So you actually are paying for either individualized coaching or um, group coaching, man, I really don't know what to ask, but I do. And I want, I hope it comes out the way I'm thinking about it. What is it like having individual coaches? Because perhaps there's a team of coaches that I know that are a part of the no limits team. And so each of you may have a different coach or you all may be coached by Maria. I don't know, but what is it like when you're having different coaches? and then still coming together for team events because there are team events like team meetings and, you know, there's a team um, Facebook page where you guys are sharing, you know, tips, tricks, what's happening. So I want to know what it's like. And do, do you ever feel like, Oh, well, I want to, I want to do this with this coach or this with that coach. Like, what is that like? I'll be happy to start. Um, yeah. I, I would say the coaches, Working with a coach one-on-one -on -one is really a unique experience because you not only get the um, the coaching, the training, uh, the motivation. Uh, you're, it, it really becomes more a case of they're convincing you that you can do better than you ever thought you could. 
and they come at it from a few different ways uh, by different forms of sports metrics, um, as well as just simply motivating discussions and talks. And, and they really do a great job at that. But when it comes into working with different coaches, you know, they're all a little bit different, but they do talk between them. And as I found out on one of our team meetings where it was a stump the coaches evening, I tried my best to stump them, challenging them over certain things that I thought perhaps they might not be doing. And I just couldn't win any points. I got shut down every time I tried this. They do talk about their athletes between the coaches. They do talk about exceptional experiences. They do talk about issues or concerns or if there's consistencies where one coach can share an experience from an athlete that might help another athlete from another coach. They actually will communicate that. So we sort of all grow together for the better. But I really think it's the accountability you get. Because when I train, when I race, I, I'm really doing this to the best of my ability. And how I train is more important than how I race, because my race is simply a reflection of the training. I do the work in the training. We all do. And if I do that training, I will race well. The hard work has been done. Then it's simply a matter of showing up on race day and doing what I've been trained and motivated to do. And that's the beauty of it. That's a that's a good answer. I like that. Anyone else want to add a perspective? I, I do, um, because presently I, I'm not being coached, but I was getting her. She would make up training plans for me for for swimming. Um, and. But there's always so much more. You're always everyone is your coach on our Facebook group. If you have a question, you put it out there, you get answers from everybody and almost immediately. And then she also has coaches hour. So once a month for athletes who aren't have one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, all the coaches get on a Zoom and you can ask them any questions you want. So it's, you, you never feel like you're not part of the team and you, I'm, you're always being coached um, and educated. So I, I still have access to the monthly meetings, whether we're talking about nutrition, whether they're sports psychology. Um, so much information has been given. Um, and I'm always, I'm a sponge. I'm writing it down. I, and I can put it into play so I don't quite need the one-on-one. -on -one. But it's, it's there. And then with her resolution challenge, I'm signing up for that again. There's so much information that she gives for that, that um, you and, or just repackages it. So you, you hear it a different way or somebody says it uh, a little bit different and you get, you have that aha moment, like, Oh, there it is. And for me, that's all I need to, to keep getting in the pool. Okay. okay. I have a little, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Were you going to, okay. yeah, I was just going to say, okay, okay. Resolution challenge. Yeah. We will talk about mm -hmm. that later because um, yeah. yeah, we will mm -hmm. come in for you. Just know that. Okay. Jill, you're gone. <laughs> Um, so I'll take, I'll take a little different perspective on that when you talked about like having different coaches. So a couple of things. One, um, I am one-on-one -on -one coached um, by Maria. And I can't remember if I started in 2016 or 2017. Um, she gets me. We work, we work really well together. And um, I am, and then some people choose to to be coached maybe part of the year I 
I am coached like continuously because it's really good for me. One of the things that's great for me is the accountability. The other part is I only have so much bandwidth and we are all busy. And especially like when it comes to nutrition and, and those kind of things, I, I need an expert to guide me. Just like Ray said, so when I get to the starting line, if I did what I was supposed to do, and I do, then I am I am prepared. I also truly appreciate one of my biggest challenges, and and sometimes it's a limiter for me, is that I will let my anxiety or my nerves or race day nerves and get in the way of doing as as well as I could. So because um, as a group and and then what's also offered to us is that is is to actually work on that the the mental health, the mental strength, those kind of things. I was listening to one of the podcasts that you did that you had Maria on and she was talking about being like, kind of trying to get comfortable with being uncomfortable or in that kind of pain cave and leaning mm -hmm. into it. Um, that's something that, that we talk about. And that's something I'm, that's like my goal to try to get better at. And, and, and also never knew, like I wasn't a camp kid. So I got to go to camp as an mm. adult to go to Lake Placid for training camp. And when you, and when you talk about multiple coaches that perhaps it's not your own coach, the the team of coaches that no limits has is very complementary and so there and there's also there's they're secure in in what they know and and also maybe what they don't so they share ideas and and i think it's it's an awesome thing to be able to be like okay so i have a bike question specifically so then you can mm -hmm. you, you know that well i can act ask this person and it's not like a personality contest at all and because of that um i also like i don't ever want to miss camp <laughs> and and because even when you go somebody would say well how come if you're going this to the same camps year after year after year um like Lisa said, it's you hear things in different ways. You experience things in different ways. You're a different athlete as you evolve. So it's all of those things that come together that make this community um, of coaches uh, create a community of, of, of just athletes and, and frankly, friends. Well, Jill, you must have said the magic word because the dot has come to the front. Well, hello, dot. Hello. Hello. You told me to pop in, so I did. <laughs> oh, you're calling me out. I, yeah, I always I'm listen to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can edit it out, though. You have the ultimate edit power. No. What do you want I me to say? <laughs> I won't do that. Well, no, I was going to ask you to pop in to kind of talk about how uh, managing the coaching staff and talk about that part of it. Um just so that people can have an idea of what it's like. Yeah. So I am like thrilled to hear this feedback, which is completely unrehearsed. I think it, people listening to this, you might be thinking, oh, well, she's on the call. So they're saying these things because she told them to, but this is completely unprepped. So it's, it's really great for me to hear each of you say the things you're saying 
because ultimately that's the outcome we want by design, right? That you feel like you're getting education from all of us, um, from all the coaches, from different perspectives, because the coaches with no limits do all come from slightly different backgrounds. We're all endurance athletes. So, I mean, obviously we, we share that in common, but um, we do come from slightly different backgrounds. Some really strong swimming backgrounds, really strong run backgrounds, strength trainers, yogis, nutritionists. Like we've got a lot of different things. So it's heartening for me to listen to you guys talk about what that experience is like from the athlete side, that you feel like you're getting different pieces. Yes, you get your like daily from your one-to-one coach, right? But I know sometimes like we joke sometimes, I'll say something just and not calling you out, Jill, just using you as an example. I may say something to Jill, but then she hears Lindsay say it. She's like, oh, you know what Lindsay just told me? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I did just tell you that last week, but okay. But th- again, I'd rather it be like that because you're hearing the same message sometimes, but hearing it differently does hit differently. Like, and that's why sometimes I, I think Lisa, you mentioned this, like repurposing some of the content, like we will frequently do newsletter articles, but then also decide we're going to do a team meeting on that same topic because it's going to hit different when you hear it in real time, ask questions, then reading a newsletter article, for example, um, or even taking things that we might do at camp and then sharing it again with the team who maybe, cause not everybody can come to camp. Obviously we're kind of all over the place. So but sharing it again and then hearing it a little bit differently there. So it's really heartening to me to hear that the experience on the athlete side is kind of what we hope it would be. Um, We hope it's kind of seamless. And, you know, if I'm off the grid, I would hope my athletes feel comfortable contacting any other coach with a question in my absence, you know, and, and vice versa. So um, I know my internet's a little unstable, so sorry if I'm a little all over the place here, but that's what I would say. I mean, and, you know, in terms of managing the coaches, um, they're awesome people. So I wouldn't call it management. I would just call us partners. Uh, and we have decided to live this life together um, and be coaches together. Um, and I'm grateful for them all all day, every day, because none of what you're hearing from these people on this call would happen without them, um, without question. Um, and I will say, I think during the lockdown period, we all got very close. <laughs> mm. So uh, I think we were close before that, but like going through the quarantine together, just I think created a completely new level team, both in terms of the athletes and the coaches. So, um, and it's it's more than I ever could have thought it would have been when I started this. And 2016, Neil, that's when you started. I had to check it out. <laughs> That is. I'd love to share a story about Maria being off the grid. Uh, She's never really off the grid. And this goes back to, I think, the 2021 Ironman Maryland. Uh, I was team mom that year. So, you know, organized the tent supplies. Uh, We got setups for the athletes, taking care of them, their families, their supporters. And it was great. And we had, I don't know, 10, 12 athletes out there in all different portions of swim run bike and maria couldn't make it she was very occupied some other part of the country prior commitment um 
Yeah, and during the marathon portion of, of the Ironman, I start getting these texts from Maria instructing me to find individual athletes and then to basically go track them down. That athlete in particular was seven miles away from me, and she was not hearing. She's seven miles away from me. Uh, so I literally went down looking for that athlete, found them, and had to relay just you know the, the support just to help them out. And this is how remote the Maria will get. She is not. She is there. She's watching everything all the time, whether you're her athlete or not. It's just what she does. Mama Maria, the dot, the Maria Simone. Yes, she is. She is like blushing and I'm keeping it up. Usually I'll do like the screen where I'll highlight somebody and you know, so that different people can see different people speaking. But I was like, I want to see this reaction the whole time because she is redder than a cherry. <laughs> That's mama bear you got right me. there. <laughs> oh, it's so funny too. And it's like, it's funny too, because I, I, I remember that specifically, Ray. And I do apologize. I didn't realize you were seven miles away, but kudos to you for it. Um, but I will often tell people who I know are at races, I'll text them and be like, you got to tell so-and-so. And so my You'll have to put an E on this one, Mashonda. You're used to that when I'm on the show. But I, I'll my standard, my standard thing that I say is keep your fucking foot on the gas. Like that's it. Like don't let up. So I texted somebody recently. I'm like, can you just yell at number? You know, tell them like it wasn't even somebody on the team. It was just a friend of mine who was at a race. Especially, I'm like, I need you to yell at at number whatever 200. Keep your fucking foot on the gas. She was like, I'm not yelling that out loud to a stranger. I'm like, they'll know it's me. They'll know it's me. You're just the mouthpiece. They'll know it's me. So that's funny. <laughs> wow. That is Maria. Come on, Maria. Keep your on the gas. I love it. I love it. I love it. So now I'm going to just go back to Ray, Lisa, and Jill. What advice would you have for someone who may be considering getting a coach? Um. And what should they look for in a coach? You know, I think sometimes people get a coach or they are looking for a coach, but don't know what to expect. So they accept anything. And yeah, so I just want to know what advice would you give someone who's looking for a coach and what should they look for in that coach? I'm happy to start. Um, you know, I, I really think it goes to... Um, what are you looking for? What do you think you need? And you might even, not even know what you need, but you know, really what one of the best benefits of having a coach is, is getting that feedback, whether it's feedback on a daily workout, feedback on how you're progressing week to week, um, feedback in helping you establish goals, then setting a timeline to reach those goals, and really then you know, feedback supporting you the entire time. So I think you're looking to find a coach that is going to interact with you. I've had coaches where they basically mailed me a training plan once a week, and that would be the extent of my interaction with them. That didn't work so well. You know, so you're really looking for you know different forms of interaction, and that's really, I think, the most beneficial. If they don't have to be in your same physical location or environment. They can be remote. I've worked with remote coaches um, but most of my athletic career, and that works out fine. You communicate via technology like this or through um, different platforms like Training Peaks, which we use or others. And that usually works out quite well from my perspective. Jill or Lisa? 
I can I could go or Lisa, you want to go? Please okay. Go. Um, I yes, and and if Franklin starts barking behind me, <laughs> that it may happen. I can't control it. Is that um, your dog right uh, there, Lisa? I mean, Jill. Yes. Yep. Oh. Right there. That's Franklin. He's a year old. He's gi He's a giant. He's he's a giant. Um. So I didn't know that I needed a coach. Although my my husband coaches running, and I was like, I can figure this out. But I think, um, it's. I actually, there's, there's two friends of mine that are in triathlon and, and doing this process, looking for a coach, um, how much it costs, is it worth it? And, um, one of the things that I say is that I find that it's worth it because of all of the, the, the time I would have to try to invest in becoming an expert on this, I would never be able to do it. And as Ray said, there's a certain level of of kind of like pushing someone to to be able to reach your goals. Um, that doesn't mean I mean workouts can get very uncomfortable, but you need to kind of and you also need to know what your why is. And I think that um, what's really important too is that you have a conversation with a number of different coaches. And to see which one, I mean, you can't see the future, but at least to see what person kind of matches with, with your, with your personality. Um, and I think that's very, very important. And I think that the level of communication that you expect to get from your coach is something that you should, you should ask and don't, when you're looking for a coach, don't think that the person you're talking to knows what you're thinking you need to be articulate you need to say what you need and, and if you feel that it's not the right fit then move on to interview with interview other other people because the right fit is important um i mean like i like i said maria gets me she 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 knows when i need a kick in the rear end um and 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 that, and also kind of reminding me of, of, of some, some bad habits or some things that I kind of get into, like getting into my own head. And she's like, okay, this is happening again. This is about the beginning of school. This is when this is and reminds me of things. So then in turn, um, I'm not necessarily so hard on myself in those kind of situations when um, outside stress um, kind of can, 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 can zap us and those kind of things. So I would definitely tell um, someone who's looking for a coach to talk, to talk to coaches, um, know what your expectations are and know what they're able to give you. And, and then to, and to, and to go from there. That's right. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. And so if you don't like say what you need or tell them what you desire or what you don't desire, then you'll get pretty much anything. And so I think that's important for you to be able to be free to express yourself to your coach uh, about the things that you like and dislike, et cetera. Come on, Joe. All right. Lisa, do you want to add anything? I do. Uh, I think the one of the most important things is the less you know, the more you need a coach because so many things can happen and your struggle can go downwards 
or you can have a steady progressive incline constantly be improving, constantly be doing that better. But most of us are, don't know the science behind the training and the nutrition and trying to figure out on your own is almost impossible. So having that person to just say, here, do this, uh, try this and keep helping you make these steady baby steps forward until you're an awesome swimmer. That's right. That's right. Um, I think <laughs> the other cool thing about coaching is that not all coaches have a team. And so there is some difference with that. So you guys are in a setting where you are actually a part of a coached team, whereas that's not the case with all coaches. So that's also a little bit of a difference with checking to see what type of coaching or level of coaching you need. Like if you're someone who needs a coach plus a team, this is where you want to go. If you just need a coach, then you can still go here, but it may be a little bit different for you. Like for me, I'm one of those people that need all the things. So it just doesn't really matter with me. I need everything. But I think that is important that you know what type of person you are so you can get what you need if you need community. Um, yeah, if you need that. Yeah, community is hard to find the older you get. So having a group that just takes you in and and a lot of the stuff we do is nothing to do with triathlons. We go hiking together and the culture and the climate that Maria cultivated in the beginning has now just taken on a life of its own. So she doesn't have to be there for those things to be going on. You know, the breakfasts before an event or the dinners before these things happen and because she nurtured that experience for us. Hmm. What you just said is key. I often tell my friends or just people, it's harder as you get out of your school, like out of college, it's harder to make, you know, true community and friends because you don't get to play in the sandbox. You're not forced to play in the sandbox. So you have to be intentional about your engagement level with people, with teams, et cetera. So that's a, that's a key point. That's a key point. Uh, what would you say as we're wrapping this up is one of your best either memories of having a coach and getting to a particular goal you were reaching for or just overall the best thing about coaching and what it's done for you as an athlete. I'll be happy to start once again. You know, you're always happy to start, right? You're always happy to start. I love it. You're such a leader. I, I, I I'll, there's a story about that too, but you know, in, in terms of what coaches can do for you, you know, I, I, I sort of had a half interest in doing the Abbott World Marathon majors. I had run the New York City Marathon four times, loved it. I'm a native New Yorker, so it was a natural thing to do. I thought like Jill, just a runner. But, you know, there was always this problem with chasing those marathons, which involves New York, Chicago, Boston, London, Berlin, and Tokyo. It would be qualifying for the Boston Marathon. It's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, the problem was I wasn't even close to what I would need to do to qualify for my age groups. But, you know, just by working and working and working with my coach, you know, they eventually put together a plan and they convinced me that I could do that. And you know, I wasn't quite sure. But, you know, again, you do the work in training and you realize I can run at that pace or I can run at that distance. You know, and you can take that story to whatever you do. But just as importantly, 
you gain the confidence in yourself. And once you believe that you can do something, because I really think endurance sports are more mental than they are physical. Yes, the training is important. But if you believe you're going to, you will. And eventually I was able to run a qualifying time and I ran Boston this last April for the first time and loved it. And ever since, I almost every marathon I've run since, I have run another Boston qualifying time because now I believe I can. And if I believe it, I will. And that's really what a coach does for you. Come on, Ray. Qualifying for Boston, not just once or twice, but every time you go out there and run because you've had that coach skill that helped you to believe in yourself, give you the confidence to go out there and do it. Now, let's just talk about this. What was your first year? You said your first year qualifying for Boston was 2017, was it? Did I get that incorrect? Well, no, the, uh, I, I raced Boston for the first time this year in 2023. Okay. Yes. 2017 was, I think, when you started something. That was when you started triathlon. Sorry, getting it confused. That, that so you qualified yeah. in 2023 for Boston. At what age is that? Well, I'm currently 67. So I guess I qualified when I was 66. So, so what I'm yeah. saying, go ahead. My point, sorry to cut you off. My point I was trying to make is that if there's a goal that you have out there and you don't feel like you have the tools on your own, get a coach, get a coach. Like Mr. Ray at 66 qualified for Boston, which he got to run when he was 67. So that just goes to show you that with the proper coaching, you can do pretty much anything. The goals are limitless. Limitless. I would agree with that. And no you know, limits. Really, the, ah. the expression is, is, you know, we don't really say I can't. We simply say I haven't yet. You know, so no is not an answer. Not yet is the way you phrase it. You can. It's just not yet. Not yet. And we well. will get smacked down if we actually don't say yet in anything we do. <laughs> I love that I, because words have so much power. Um, we have, and we can do what we say, you know, it's Proverbs, you know, it's just, it's law, it's principle, it's law. And so what you say matters, what you say to yourself matters. And so I am glad that you are told to say not yet, because it is going to happen. Just not yet. Anybody else want to add anything to that? I do. Um, <laughs> it's taken me uh, six years to actually learn how to swim and be consistent. So I was never able to go after a goal. And so I finally had the skills that then I could then train for it. And Maria always says uh, to set a goal and then a super secret goal. Um, and so this year I had gone after it. And, um, and the whole during the whole race, the pre before and the after, she's always in your head. She's, she's in there. Um, again, don't take your foot off the gas. And um, it, it was just a, such a wonderful feeling when you get there. I didn't get my super secret goal, but uh, I had the greatest experience and I swam the best race I could have swam. And it's, it, I want to do it again. I can't wait to do it again. I love that. I absolutely love that. And Jill. So when the question you asked about like the best, like best experience. Um, so the first one that came to mind was um, we talked about the rain and, and my, my first Ironman was in Louisville, Kentucky. 
and it rained. It was, it was just, it was sideways rain. And um, Maria and her husband, John, were at the race. And because it was just torrential, they went to Walmart and they bought like full rain suits. So Maria was in a rain suit that was like a man's like, like 2XL. And they were on bicycles. So they would appear and it was, so it was before the swim, they would appear. But at the, the end of, so during the run, it was really dark in some spots. So I'm like running and I'm walking. My stomach was all screwed up because it got hot in the, it got kind of hot at the, at the um, in the marathon part. And it was so freezing cold in the, in the bike that, I mean, you know, weird things happen to your body over that many hours. But um, so out of like the darkness comes Maria and John in these rain suits on bicycles with her very famous bullhorn. And it was just the best because that that point, I'm like, am I going to make the time cut off? Am I going to make the time cut off? And she's like, yes, yes, like go. And it was just like, it, 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 it just, it's summed up. Like when Ray says she's everywhere, she's actually everywhere. There it is. There it is. And wow. yes, and that that right there, when whenever um, that that is it, that's right there. That's why it, these people are amazing, and and I wouldn't want to be with with like I found my people. And and as you said, the older you get, it's hard to find your people, and you need to make choices about who you want to spend um, your time with. This is a this is a this is a big big commitment. I will also leave it with this. Maria always says you you have a, a choice, a choice to choose joy or a choice to be miserable. And I am going back to Lake Placid this year because the second half of my run was, was not great, but there was a, a part in there and I was miserable. And I will not do that to myself again. And, and that's when, like, same thing, Lisa said, she's in your head. Oh, yeah, that is is in my head, and I won't let it happen to me, and I won't let it happen to me again. Um, so, yeah, there, there are a couple of things that, you know, they're just those, it's the non, I don't know. It's the thing that it's hard to quantify when people say, like, what's the return of investment on a, on a coach? There's just these, these, like, unquantifiable, like, externalities that go along with all of this that I I'm just a better person for it yeah I think we all are better when we have a coach and I I loved hearing your story I love seeing that picture because it is so important and you know for many of you who could be listening you're just trying to figure out how to start and I just say just start you know if you need a coach for swimming Maybe start with getting a coach for swimming. If you need a coach for biking or cycling, get a coach for that or get a coach to help you run. Whatever discipline you are the weakest at, maybe start at that distance first or start at that and then continuously build. Um, but you will be super joyful, use the word joy, that you got a coach. It is life-changing and it will really help to shape um just shape your you as an athlete. Now, 
I got to go back to something. It's called the um, resolution challenge because Lisa, I'm coming for you. I have done the <laughs> resolution challenge now for two years and coming up in 2024 will be my third year. But last year, Lisa won everything. When I tell you, I'm not c competing with you, but I'm just saying she didn't miss a thing. And I'm like, are you out of your mind, lady? You mean to tell me you didn't feel bad one day? Got all the points, got all the prizes. I'm coming for you, Lisa. I'm coming. Oh, try it. Bring it. Bring it. But no, here's why. Because really, I suck as, as a triathlete. I'm no good. I'm always in the back. And it's okay. But the way she has this set up, I, all you had to do was do work. As like, I can do that. I can win. This was one of the things that I could win. And I was determined. And I would have taken days off and I would have missed it if it wasn't for that John Snavely who just would not quit. And I was like, no way is he going to beat me. Uh, it was just not going to happen. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like co-winners, but you truly are. Yeah. The winner, I truly but, won. Yeah. You truly <laughs> won. And it's really cool because the way that it's set up and I don't know about you all, but you can actually have a free day you only have to do 60 minutes only like the minimum you have to do is 30 minutes, but you get extra points if you do up to 60 minutes, but you don't get any points for doing like up to two hours. Right. Cause different people have different training goals. And this is really designed to get you back in a routine of something. So it doesn't even matter if you're a triathlete or not, you can do this tailored um, experience that gives you accountability and coaching because you get coaching every two weeks. There's a coaching call. You are, you have other people that you get to see what they're doing at the end of the week to see where you, you, you measure up, you get your, your total points and that continuously keeps going. You can see that little Google sheet and you can track who you're, you're coming after. Like I'm coming after Lisa this year. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. And it's uh, a great way to build additional community without having the pocket or coming out of the pocket, like a dedicated coach. So for eight weeks at the beginning of the year, you get this dynamic opportunity to make a resolution to you and challenge yourself because it's all about you. Has anyone else besides Lisa participated in the resolution challenge? Mm -hmm. this, this is going to be my fourth year. Your fourth and year. Okay. And December, I have to get a hip replacement. So I'm doing, I'm signing up again because I know I need, I need it uh, because I have yeah. to walk. So my cardio is going to be me walking with my walker and, but I can still do stuff and I need mm -hmm. the team. I need the support uh, yeah. just to get through or cause it's too easy just to, to not do it. Um, yeah. So no, and same with me. Like this year, I got injured uh, doing something I am going to pick back up. I was skating, but I enjoyed skating so much and fell and, you know, had a little setback. But I enjoyed my experience so much. I'm going back to do it. But it does make it fun and just to get started again. And for me, it worked because it was like, hey, I can get the awesome skills of these amazing coaches and it works within my budget. And that was powerful. And it sets you up for just the season that you want to have. So if you 
I think last year was the first year that you could do the resolution challenge and opt in to get a training plan that was for any distance. Oh, there's the dot again. She's she's coming back in. <laughs> no, I was just confirming the details. Yeah, oh, we yeah. did okay. add an option to do an upgrade to a plan for a specific kind of race. Yeah. Um, so like the, the, the plans that come with the registration are eight week base plans and they could be beginner, intermediate or advanced uh, and they can be single sport or multi-sport. So we'll do swimming, cycling or running or triathlon or duathlon uh, or aquathon, whatever aqua bike, whatever your, your, your thing is. Um, but we did last year add the option to grade to a basis plan. It's a stock plan. It's not a custom plan, but we, if you want a custom plan, we do give discounts on the custom plans. Um, and I think the most important part too, I just, it's good for you, but you're also doing good for other people because this is a fundraiser. So all of our coaches, during the eight weeks, all of the time is donated. So all the calls, you know, we're volunteering our time. Um, the only hard costs we have are like the t-shirts. We get t-shirts made because I mean, you know, you got to have a race t-shirt, right? Uh, and, but the, the supplier I use gives us a really good deal because he knows it's a fundraiser. So that's super helpful. Um, so yeah. And this year our, we did girls on the run for the last two years. So we are switching it up this year and we're going to do protect our winners this year. Um, and I know it's a little different because the, the last several years of the challenge, we've really been focused on supporting charities that were focused on inclusivity in sports. So we've worked with like Fund Her Try, which I know is a partner with uh, Try Beginners Luck. We've worked with the Kyle Pease Foundation, Girls on the Run. And I realize Protect Our Winners doesn't seem to fit in there, but the theme here is an underrepresented entity and our climate is a little underrepresented. Uh, so uh, giving, throwing some love to protect our winners. Um, and, and uh, I think it's a, it's a great organization. I've spoken with them directly, which is great. I always like to build a partnership with our charities. Uh, and I'm also super impressed with their DEIA policy and plan. So it, it fits in with, with my, our general goal to be inclusive uh, in sport, even though the sport that Protect Our Winners does is more like snowboarding and skiing and mountaineering, but uh, that's a love of mine. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll be raising funds for for them this year. Um, but yeah, sorry, but I just wanted to clarify that. And we will still have the upgrade plan if you want to. And any upgrades, all of that goes directly to charity. So it's a nice way to make a little bit more money for, for our peeps. Absolutely. And I just want to put out a challenge. If you're listening and you want to have fun and be in community with me for eight weeks, go sign up. Maria, where can they go sign up? So the challenge is actually on run sign up. Uh, if you just go to runsignup.com and search for no limits resolution challenge, it'll come up. It's probably the easiest way to find it. I can give you the full um, link here. I know I should have this off the top of my head. But I do not. I saw. Well, I'll put the link um, in the show I, notes so people can have it. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's um it's no limits resolution challenge. So if you search that and run sign up, it will come up. But um, awesome. Run right. sign ups links always are a little bit messy. Messy. All right. So I look forward to this challenge. And if you are coming from Try Beginners Luck maybe say that or hit me up on social media on the side saying, I'm coming for you, Mashonda. So if you're coming for me and if you're coming for Lisa, sign up, 
sign up today. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to my favorite part of the show. I mean, not that the stories aren't my favorite part, but I like rapid fire questions because they're fun and we get to just let loose and be honest. Because if you're not honest, I will be able to read your eyes. Are you ready? This or that is the first category. Morning workouts or evening workouts? Morning workout. Morning. Morning. Okay, morning. Because you're guaranteed to get it done. That's it. Hey. T1 or T2, which is more challenging for you? T1, getting out of the wetsuit, always a challenge. T1, wetsuit. (laughs) T2, because I don't want to keep going. Thank you. Lisa's like, let me just tell you the truth. Here it is. Love it. Um, Favorite race destination? Tokyo. Lake Placid. Uh, Happy Valley. That's a new one on the circuit. Okay, I love it. Um, Swim, bike, run. Rank them in the order of your preference. Run, bike, swim. Bike, run, swim. Swim, bike, run. Come on from the person who couldn't swim. I love right. that. Whoop, whoop. I felt like my inner corniness just came out with that whoop, whoop. But it's okay. I love me. <laughs> okay. Um, solo training sessions or group workouts? Solo training sessions. Oh, it's, can't I say it depends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it depends. I like group? if I could swim. Yeah. But, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. Sorry. It it group because we meet up and it's always easier when you commit to people. But I always get left, so it's a solo. But it gets (laughs) me there. Lisa, you're my girl. We're going to come up. I'm going to come up there to Pete. I'm in New Jersey and race. We're going to come and work out together. All right. Get a massage. Facts. Yes. Race shirt. Keep it for memories or wear it proudly? Wear it proudly. Wear it. Wear it. Badge of honor. Okay. 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 Homemade race day nutrition or store-bought options? Store-bought options. Store-bought. Store-bought. Okay. Okay. And the final question that I usually ask everyone who comes on the Try Beginners Luck podcast, do you pee on the bike or... Take a proper pee break. On the bike. Time is precious. On the bike. I have the shoes to prove it. Can I say that I have never taken a pee break? That's fa- that's fair. So yes, I peed on the bike. <laughs> I, You guys are my peeps. I love it. And I, Jill, that, that one made you feel a little uncomfortable. You were like, ooh, what do I say? But I love it. Well, you know, it takes a while to actually learn how to do that. (laughs) Can we also say that we were coached on how to do it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a way you you can coach people. Maria coaches us on to do it. I love that. So you guys get a coach (laughs) training session on how to pee on the bike. They talk about peeing and pooping all the time. Oh, 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 oh. We've gotten too... (laughs) Too much too right much. there. I know. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to No Limits. I guess there are no limits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm curious. Look, these now. are important things. Peeing is important. 
Peeing and pooping is important. Where did you go? Coaches need to know. Coaches need to know about it. I'm I've never heard the pooping stories, but is there a proper way to poop when you're racing? Well, you get off the bike. You 100% get off the bike for that. Yeah, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, time is precious, but so is your butt. So but... you definitely want to use the porta potty for number two. Yeah. If, if so... You hope you don't have to do it while you're racing. Yes, you hope Before. you never have to. Listen. No, before. Listen. Mm. So let me ask, because clearly I'm, I'm asking from experience at this point now, because, you know, my first, yes. Things anyway, happen. So it's happened yeah. to me, not on the, I've gotten off on the bike, but so if people are running and they have to do it, I've seen people with like, like it happens. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, you know, guys, look, we have this saying on Travigator's <laughs> as we're just going to go out on the poop because we come back because crap matters and we have to figure out more about the crap a little bit later, but we don't have time today. Yeah. With that said, there are no limits. There are no limits. To things. So, shout out to the No Limits Endurance team. I think my whole day is... Um, yeah, it's it's a different day for me right now, but it's all good. We have this saying at Try Beginners Luck, whenever you try Beginners Luck, you always win. And I just want to give a shout out to all the coaches out there who are coaching athletes and making them greater and allowing them to dig deeper. And a special shout out to the No Limits Endurance team where they are teaching people, there's their team, that there are no limits. And this is what they do. So shout out to them. Go check them out. I will have it in the show notes where you can go to their website, but nolimitendurance.com is where you can go. And I think I said something earlier that I want to sort of correct. They've changed up a little bit of how they do their thing. You can, how they do their plans. You can do a training plan only. You can do endurance coaching and peak coaching. So they have something for everybody, something for everybody in terms of budget. So don't let that hinder you. Go out there. If you know you need a coach to take it to the next level, I will highly suggest that you check into getting a coach and interview your coach and make sure that your coach is a good fit for you. We are totally out now. I am Mashonda and we're out. Peace. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.